From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. All right, let's uh, let's go ahead and get J-Mart in here. It is the second hour on a Friday, the final hour of the week. It is the Friday finale where we always welcome in our good old pal, John Martin J-Mart. It's Friday. It's one it's time for the Friday finale on Ken LaVica Live, featuring ESPN West Palm OG J-Mart. Welcome to the Friday finale featuring J-Mart, right now on Ken LaVica Live. J-Mart, I, we have the, the Ocho on right now. Do this every year on, on ESPN. ESPN ain't the Ocho. So all of these crazy sports. I watched wiffle ball earlier. There was Corgi racing yesterday. Quid- but right now, some Quidditch. Some Quidditch. We're all the nerds <laughs> out there. But we got breakdancing, the the pro breaking tour, competitive breakdancing. What are you? What are your thoughts on this right now, uh, Jay Martin? As you you look on at the professional breakdancing. I mean, I think it looks completely ridiculous. But <laughs> I, I was a. I'm old. I'm 46, right? So, like, I was a kid when this stuff was actually becoming popular initially. Like, uh-huh. like I remember the movie Breaking Two Electric Boogaloo from my childhood. Like, like it was it was a great movie. But this makes <laughs> I'm just I'm embarrassed of my childhood watching these people breakdance because it just looks silly to me now. Um, what if I told you? That from about the ages of six to eight, Uh-oh. I thought I was a good break dancer and thought that I could impress people with my break dancing. The only thing that would surprise me about that is that you stopped thinking you were good at eight. <laughs> so, so, all right, that's a great point. But I remember, so we, we moved, my family moved from one side of the Chicago suburb I grew up in to the other side of the Chicago suburb I grew up in when I was going into first grade. Okay. okay? So that is like at the apex of the new kids on the block takeover. Like mm. they had, they had revolutionized music at that point. Okay. Uh, who is it? Uh, Jordan, Donnie, uh, Jonathan, uh, there's, uh, there's another one I'm missing. I don't know. Uh, Bill, I have no idea, but, uh, they, <laughs> the right stuff was their major hit and mm-hmm. they had a choreographed dance in the music video that went to it. Okay. Of course they did. And so I knew the dance or thought I knew the dance and what I would do on the playground before school or during afternoon recess is I would <laughs> I would start doing the right stuff dance to the music video, uh, and uh, I would do it until a couple of girls would come over and be like, "Oh man, you look so good! That's so awesome!" And so you'd was... be doing it all day <laughs> because nobody sometimes ever approached nobody you to over. say that. Sometimes nobody came over, but sometimes <laughs> they did, and it's how I initially got attention with new schoolmates when I started first grade at a new school was doing the right stuff dance on the playground. I did that for about two or three months. Let's hear that if we could, Stone. There we go. There it is. Oh, man. So just think about it, me. <laughs> Six-year-old me. What a loser. Heading into first grade, I would watch this or hear it on the radio, B96 in Chicago, and then head to the playground and dance to this. What were the other boys doing? <laughs> great. Great question. He beat me to it. He beat me you to it. What? They That's were th- great... playing wall ball, baseball. That's a great question because... <laughs> 
I didn't mean to assume any pronouns either. I yeah, apologize. No, 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 no. No, it could, it could have just been what were they, like all of them, <laughs> the entire rest of my classmates doing. You know, I was so caught up in working so hard to learn the <laughs> dance moves and to pull off the dance moves. I actually never paid attention. So maybe some were on one playground. There were two playgrounds in this outdoor area. Some were going to play kickball. I was doing the dance to this song. Go ahead and crank that. It brings back so many good memories of two or three people paying attention to me as I entered first grade. You're 45 minutes in. You're drenched in sweat. You get 30 more minutes of recess. You just yeah. not stop it. Yeah. So, so the break dancing, it, it brought me back. It brought me back because there also was a banquet every year. My mom used to work at a banquet hall, and so there was well, like wait. a Christmas party. Oh, yeah, sorry. Go ahead. And the, you know, uh, a lot of kids from, there was like an adoption agency or foster children that would come in to celebrate with us, things like that. Mm-hmm. And so I would always break out my break dancing moves when the DJ would play two there trying to impress people. I'm telling you, this was a consistent thing for like three years of my life. But so wait, but we got we to gotta get some clarity though, uh-huh. because new kids on the block write stuff. <laughs> They're not. It's not no, break dancing. They're just, not break. It's just synchronized, <laughs> like dumb dancing. Right, it's right. not break dancing. So the break dancing is what I would break out at this Christmas party. <laughs> okay, so you like were complete- proficient in both. <laughs> Synchronized as well as break. I mastered both. Yes, I mastered both. You're correct. Uh, But the 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 banquet hall Christmas party dancing would require me to spin on my back. Were you Um, alone? (laughs) No, no. All right. So this is also kind of yeah. What did your parents say? Like after the banquet at this Christmas party, a lot of local organizations would come in, and so this was my chance to show off for the black kids. So what I would do, they would be breakdancing. They would be breakdancing. And I thought, now, now's my time. I'm sure you stood out. <laughs> yeah, I sure did. They were very accepting of me. And for that, I appreciated it. It, it boosted my confidence. It but should I not have. <laughs> I was not very good, no. And I would always be like, oh, man, let's hang out. At Like, seven-year-old me is like, hey, you want to come over sometime? Yeah, sure. Number exchange. They never, they never called me. I never called them. Didn't work out. What's your mom's name? Joyce. Joyce. They were like, oh, I think that's Joyce's son. He always <laughs> just jumps in with us every time we try to do our I'm dance. sure that's what it was. Like, oh, God, here's this kid again. <laughs> so so that reminded me of that. What on, what's on the Ocho right now is um, is pro breakdancing. Ken Levick alive here on ESPN 106.3. Boy, now that I think back to that, that was really embarrassing. That is really, truly embarrassing. Yeah, it I is. I am not proud of that. It's remarkably embarrassing. Uh, Jim, and I want you to listen to this because Stone Labanowitz, in his time here at ESPN 106.3, he has come a long way. He started as someone not allowed to talk on the air, had to learn the board, had to learn how to just do basic radio things, and now... I thought you were going to say reading. Well, that's still a work in progress. That's part of it. Um, but, but he now is a co-host on this show. He is a big part of the station, a huge part of our high school coverage. We have the Top 63 event. Uh, every year we we award uh, the top 63 high school football seniors in Palm Beach County and the Treasure Coast. And Stone is a big part of compiling that list. And he's been passing out invites to those who are going to be honored next Saturday at Kaiser University. Sure. So Stone was uh, was doing some interviews for our high school hysteria oh, show. I'm really nervous. Here on ESPN 106.3. And uh, what's the name of the South Fork quarterback? <laughs> I forgot. There's you forgot not. the guy you talked to. Didn't you talk to the South Fork quarterback? No, I did not. 
Or a South Fork player. I talked to a South Fork player. All right, who was it? God, what could this be? His name is Lamonte Delancey. Lamonte Delancey. Plays free safety, strong right. safety. He's a safety. Oh, God. All right, so Stone, what is this? Stone went to South Fork. Stone holds every appreciable passing record at South Fork High School, okay? okay. Before going on to a successful college career at Southern Illinois. The clip I sent you, Stone, if you could. That if you, you did not let go. me listen yeah. to. So what's what's this this young man's name again? Lamonte Delancey. Lamonte Delancey, free safety, South Fork High School. J-Mart, I want you to listen to this question that Stone Lebanowitz asked this poor, unassuming, current South Fork High School <laughs> football player earlier today. You'll hear it tonight on High School Listeria on ESPN 106.3. Based off of what you've heard, who do you think is a better quarterback? Your head coach, Antoine Blatch, or Stone Lebano is who you met today. <laughs> hey, I heard you broke all the passing uh, records freshman year, so, hey, I don't know. It might be a tie between you and Blatch. <laughs> I love it, man. This guy just started in media, and he's already using 17-year-old high school football players to try and boost his ego and his profile. What kind of question is that to someone who is – what, a good seven years younger than you at this point? Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah, six, six, seven six. years younger? Yeah, I mean, yeah, six. He may have only heard of you in passing, and Stone Banowitz is asking him, hey, who's a, who's a better quarterback, your current head coach or, or me? What is Stone doing there? Well, I mean, it's exactly what you said. I mean, he needs a little bit of an ego boost, and his <laughs> days are past him. Yeah, yeah, right. He's living vicariously through this kid and trying to like bring this kid into his past glory. Right. He literally, he literally will say on the air that he is an athlete. Like he will talk about how he is the guy. He is an athlete, but he knows. He knows. Yeah, it's over. It's over. It's been <laughs> over. So he asked this young man that kind of question to get that sort of attention. Have you no shame? Have you no shame? What are you doing there? Uh, well, so I spent the entire day at Southford yesterday. I was help. I coached. The I'm sure they loved it. I helped coach the quarterbacks, and so this is a fresh new group of guys. They're all freshmen and sophomores. There aren't any older guys. So you know, when I came in, I had my little polo on, so I kind of got the rundown. And when I had to kid, get the kid the invitation, I kind of got my introduction from the head coach Antoine Blatch, who I'm very close with, mm-hmm. very very close with. And he said, we all know I'm a better quarterback than Stone. So it was a running thing for four hours oh, that I bit. was there. Mm. So when I brought that up, Lamonte knew exactly what I was speaking to, and I wanted him just to talk on it because Antoine Blatch, the head coach at South Fork, brought it up three or four times that day of practice. So I just used from what happened earlier Mm -hmm. to ask him that question Mm. because I knew he would have an answer for it because he just heard all about it. Here's my next question. J-Mart, do you think that that was laid out in that interview, the context Stone just gave to us? Do you think – he laid that out in the interview no with chance. this young man. No, no there's chance. no way. It was all happened. None of that will be displayed in no. the interview. No. It was just that was why he did it in his own sort of egocentric head. Right, right. That's a good and way to put it. And it will sound exactly. So here's your opportunity to teach me how I could have laid that out. Uh, probably pretty much with everything that you said. Hey, uh, your head coach, former quarterback at South Fork. Or where was he a quarterback at? South Fork. Okay, at South Fork. And, you know, I hold every passing record at South Fork. And uh, Why would I say that? You guys would say the same thing. Today we were discussing who's the better quarterback. So who do you think is the better quarterback? Even that, that. 
Short, quick, to the point, contextually right there. But it's not because you're just trying to insert yourself because you want people to know, oh, I was a big deal itself. You you could just avoid asking about yourself in an interview. It was a running bit the entire day at practice. The listeners tonight are going to think it's hilarious, Stone. (laughs) Giggle, giggle. That that much, much may be true, but I thought that it was so fresh that I was like, all right, Lamonte will know what to say because he just heard it for two hours of his day. So... This We're not worried Relax. about whether Lamont <laughs> right. can answer right. or not. Right. We don't. Yes, we heard it. He can answer. <laughs> He's great. We're talking about the context of the I was question. So concerned when you said, "Don't listen to that clip of what it was going to be," but that—that's not. Let's just you know, hear it one more time. That's not very bad. I just want to hear. Here is ego-driven, <laughs> megalomaniac Stone Labanowitz, who has been in media for all of about what five and a half months at this point. Stone, right on. Five and a half months. This is him asking a 17-year-old to opine on Stone's former greatness. I want him to pick his as coach. a high school football quarterback at South Fork. Based off of what you've heard, who do you think's a better quarterback? Your head coach Antoine Blatch or Stone Lebano is who you met today. Thought it was totally light. <laughs> hey, I heard you broke all the passing uh, records freshman year, so hey. Oh, no, it might be a tie between you and Black. Stone. I love it, man. Oh, I love it because you made me feel good about myself. Stone, that's pathetic. (laughs) You know what? (laughs) It sounds a lot less worse than the second time around. A lot less worse? A lot less worse the second time (laughs) around. Totally throwing in who I'm very close with, Antoine Black, Uh trying to make it funny and Uh light. Could give a damn what this kid said about me, but I get it. Yeah. Yeah. I get it. But it sounds a lot less worse than how it was. Brought a up lot less worse. A lot less worse. He's still going with it. He's still riding with dig it. Dig in. Yeah, like we said, the reading, the reading thing. He's got a ways to go on that. He's, <laughs> he's, he's made good progress, but the reading uh, thing, uh, the grammar thing, that's still a work in but progress. But you say you don't care about the guy talking about you, but you asked him about you. He didn't have to answer anything about me. He could have easily said, Antoine Blatch is good, man. Choices. Coach, Coach Blatch was doing his thing out there. You know, what it could have been there? easily. Could have <laughs> You're been easily involved hit. in the answer either way. <laughs> right. Right. I didn't. I, see, now I might have not thought that far down the road. I thought it was light, nice, hard. I didn't think that he was going to say anything about me. That might have been my like, just, just. How would he not, not say anything think. about you? You want to be like, oh man, the you both were crazy. You know, he's you. a South Fork player. The whole reason no. I interviewed him was because he went to South Fork. So uh-huh. I brought up Blatch. Uh-huh. I had to bring him. The only reason that I was speaking to him was because I went to South Fork. Uh-huh. Obviously, uh-huh. wouldn't have done the interview. If we know we all weren't South Fork Bulldogs, and the coach also was on a part of this list and building. Oh, this he's list. not good Threw enough for you to right, interview right, him. Otherwise, right, right, right. we interviewed eight people. Oh man, eight people. You know, Stone Had seems the like the kind of person that he showed up on <laughs> campus. He showed up on campus. He drove to, to South Fork this morning, or well, yesterday. This morning, yesterday, yesterday, showed up the- yesterday, and he's like, man. I hope some people recognize me. hundred. I was there exactly was no going to say that. And I guarantee you that, that people the- who have ever gone back to their old high school after they've graduated, been away for a while, say they're going to speak to a class or go see a former teacher, they all get out and they're like, man, I hope somebody recognizes me. You I know, made it. You know, I can tell it's you know, only been five and a half months because it's totally not at all the case. I, I go every <laughs> single summer to every single lift. Because you're I looking coach, for that feeling. I coach these quarterbacks <laughs> and help train these guys every single summer and every single fall camp. I'm very tight-knit. When I show up, nobody even says hello. It's very normal. So, oh, man. so, so close. Oh, man. That, nobody close, says hello, no which is why he's trying to get flowers from the current <laughs> no, South Fork High School football Nobody player. says hello. They're like, yeah, you, you want, we're going to work on Indy today. You got it? 
I'm like, yeah, of course. You know, and I even brought my shoes. To you do need some us to tell you how with. great you are. Nope, they didn't. Stone, so, you I mean, do such a good job. <laughs> you want to do some indie, indie individual I'm so proud drills. of what you did at South Fork and at Southern Illinois Stone. I appreciate you. Do you feel better now? No, I don't. You do so well on the radio a lot of the time. Okay, you're good. A lot, a lot of the time. That's yeah. great. That was, right. that was a compliment from when from Steve you. comes on next week for Ask Steve's. I'm gonna ask him, Steve, how have how in your assessment have I been most valuable for ESPN West Palm? I'm just gonna pull a stone. No, but you mean, probably you, don't want to do that. Actually, you, you, no, it's not going to go well. He's going to turn it on me big time. There's not going to be a oh, I've, I, you've done really good <laughs> right. things. Yeah, that's not going to. I mean, you would. Uh, and, I heard that time you were late for a 6 a.m. shift. You showed up at 8:30. Yeah. And no, it wouldn't be worded like that. You'd word it, you know, comparing to an, another on-air host. You know, just trying to. That's another trying, terrible trying to make idea. it light. Right. <laughs> right. That'd be another fair. terrible idea. Yeah. <laughs> Stone. Unless it's stone, <laughs> unless it's stone, yeah, maybe that's the maybe well, that ask is him. The path. I'm yeah. excited for that. Ask, ask. Him. I just yeah. want to hear what Stephen say. Well, Stone, just know that J Mart and I, we really think you do a nice job. Okay, that's right. You do you such do. good work. You're so special in our eyes. He's J Mart. I'm Ken Lavica. <laughs> I'm live on ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. Oh, it is hot. Oh, it is uncomfortable. It is miserable out. Unless you're a masochist. You don't want your home to feel like it does outside. You need your AC working. It is a necessity. So many of you have come down here. You moved here to Florida. And I don't quite think all of you took into account just how hot and humid and absurd South Florida is in the summer, especially in August. If your AC is showing signs of starting to shut down or is completely died, well, you need help and you need it quickly, and that's where EDS comes in. EDS is, yes, EDS air conditioning, just committed to memory, okay? It rhymes. EDS is yes. EDS is yes. It's easy. EDS is yes. You can write it down if you'd like. They're a train comfort specialist. It's hard to stop a train. You do not want to leave. If your air conditioning is starting to show signs of problems, you don't want to leave it until the problem turns into, well, it just doesn't work anymore. It is not fun. In fact, it is downright dangerous to have a home with no AC right now in South Florida with these types of temperatures. Heat index is in the 100s. The humidity sky high. EDS air conditioning Book them online, edsairconditioning.com. They've been doing it since 2006, servicing Palm Beach County surrounding areas. Just trust me, if you're new down here to South Florida and you've never gone through a summer and you've never gone through a summer where your AC has problems, a lot of us have been there if you've been down here long enough. But if you're new to this and the AC is puttering out, take care of it. Working appointment schedules around you. It's EDS Air Conditioning. EDS is yes, edsairconditioning.com. Kelovic alive. It is a Friday finale. J-Mart hanging out with us. His starting five. Talking sports cards. Your best five sports card values and tips later on here in the Friday finale. But uh, I, I wanted to touch on this because I read it this week. It bothered me and now I need to bring it up. Okay. So every year around this time, I am required via my marriage to take a mandated family trip before college football season starts, okay? Okay. This is a handshake agreement between my wife and I because I'm three weeks away from FAU football season starting, and then I live on planes for the next six, seven months between FAU football and FAU basketball. So 
long time where I'm in hotels, I'm not home, it's just my wife and the kids, and it's chaos and the whole thing. So the agreement is, hey, right before football season starts, we get the family together, we go on a trip. All right? So we're doing that next week. Uh, Programming note, by the way, Theo Dorsey will have the uh, reins of the show Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday here on Ken LaVica Live. Um, So I'll be in Pennsylvania. We're going to Philadelphia, going to Hershey. We'll see the birthplace of America. And we'll go to the amusement park in Hershey. Good times, good family, fun all around, good stuff. Um, We're taking the girls. Obviously, the Rowitzes are going with us. McLovin, his family, his two sons are are going as well. So it's going to be... Age six, age six, age four, age three on on the plane. Wow. Now, now, Theo (laughs) Dorsey is in Las Vegas, and he has been for the last couple of days. He'll be back next week. He tweeted on Monday as he was going out to Vegas the following. I thought it was multiple crying babies on this flight. Nope, just one loud-ass baby. Theo Dorsey, who you hear right here on this show, and see on WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX, Fox 29, complaining about crying children on his flight. So <laughs> flustered by crying babies on his flight that one singular baby crying bothered him to the point he thought it was multiple babies. Okay? And this drives me crazy as a parent. This drives me insane because there are so many different ways to offset that and just go about your life without taking it out on the baby. And how gutless is it? To go to Twitter, where a baby can't read, a baby can't see it, and to complain about said baby. Have you ever brought your son River on a on a flight? I have not. No. Okay. I, I, and how I, old is River I now? I dread that. Uh, River's five. Okay. Okay. It'll happen eventually, though. Yeah. It'll happen sure. eventually. Now, my girls have have flown to Germany. They did so. Wow. At uh, ages three Whoa. and like sixteen months. Was it hard? Oh, man. Absolutely. Did they cry at times? Sure. But guess what? Babies cry no matter where you're at. And just because you have a baby doesn't mean that you shouldn't be able to travel to see things or do things or visit <laughs> family. Okay? That shouldn't disqualify you, nor should you leave the baby at home because babies might cry. It drives me insane, and I always can tell who the non-parents are when people complain about babies crying on flights. Dean Thomas does it all the time. And this is a guy with a kid. <laughs> Dean Thomas, who you hear, Josh Cohen and the home team every day, 4 o'clock here on ESPN 106.3. He complains about it. It is not that big a damn deal. Bring earbuds. Bring your, your, your headphones. Something. You can cancel out the noise of a baby. I think it's a stupid complaint, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, I think that most, as you said, you can typically tell who the parents are because the parents know what you're feeling. Yeah. And they understand that what you're feeling with the baby is so much worse than anything else that anybody else is dealing with that it's just, you know, it's not just leave it alone, whatever it is, what it is. Human beings deal with this. I mean, babies cry. Like, Like, hey, Theo, hey, non-parent. You think that I'm thrilled that my kid is crying on the flight? You think I'm sitting there with a big smile on my face? Oh, God, yes, this is what I wanted. I wanted a hysterical two-year-old on this flight. I wanted them to feel pain when the pressurization is happening with the plane. I love this. Yes, yes, crying. It was my whole purpose getting on this flight. You're exactly right. What I'm feeling, trust me, is worse than what you're feeling. Put your earbuds in, dope.
Like that, honestly, like, but you can tell Theo doesn't have a kid because that's the type of stuff that bothers him. Now you, you, how do you 23 year old not even close to having a child right now? How do you feel about babies crying? I'm I mean, going to sit back and wait for this. You, I mean, you're saying put in headphones. If the flight's three hours and the baby cries for two and a half hours, I count it as a problem because I'm not blocking that out. I'm you know, always, I'm always, I'm always thinking about go to the bathroom, get up, bring that, bring that thing to the bathroom. Bring that thing. Go, go to the bathroom. I mean, it, this is for, so insensitive already. For, I'm offended. For two and a half hours, that's what gets me. But for the 15 minutes, I am what, perfectly what are you okay. I can do understand with the baby what they're in going the bathroom. through. It's just like, the, what's the yeah, answer in the yeah, bathroom? It, 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 it brings that volume level down. It brings, you know, it's just a little oh, more okay. quiet. And it's like, it, it almost is like, a, I would appreciate it almost. It's like. You want it, him to strangle it? No, I don't want him to strangle it. It just—it's like oh, you, it's like you're putting forth effort because some give of them, them a swirly. If some of them like when you give them a look and they give you the like they stare at you back it's if the baby's baby. crying. Baby, you're supposed like, to say. I don't ever complain about it. If it's tw- twenty minutes is even okay to me, but if it's gonna go for two hours, which I've been a part of flights that the baby's crying for two plus hours, then I'm like, really? Absolutely. I have videos where I'm sitting there and I'll just roll my tape. And I would send it to my mom, like, does this happen? My mom was a flight attendant. She's like, every, you know, every single day. So it's like, I, I understand it's normal, and I understand you guys are probably cringing inside. Yes, as being the father. absolutely. Like, I understand that when I'm looking at somebody. But I would be like, at least, like, sh- half show effort, or, like, just go to the bathroom. Like, show me something, I guess. But I don't really but complain, complain about, about it. But to complain about it, and taking it, it I, it's like Stone's never gone to a lavatory on a plane. <laughs> How much room do you think there's, is in that bathroom? There's literally nothing you can still yeah, sit to do with a baby right. in there. You can sit and sit, what sit do you down. Think we're doing? Like you can put the toilet seat down and sit and just kind of rock your baby. Oh, oh, could we? Could we? Twenty-three-year-old not- Stone Levanowitz, could we? Oh, okay, good tip. I'll write that down next time. Okay, I'll pass that along to parents of infants next time. What are we riding in? Like a Zeppelin? Like the Hindenburg? Like what do we? What do you think? I'm a Delta guy. I'm a, I'm a Delta guy. I mean, too, and it's still the same lavatory. They got nice lavatories. I think a lavatory is big enough where you can sit and kind of lean back onto the thing with a oh baby in your God. arms. I don't think it's that hard to do. Are you bothered to the point of complaining <laughs> yeah. about babies crying on planes? Are you bothered to the point where you have complained about a baby crying on a plane? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Because I'm at a point in my life where... My, my kids aren't going to cry on the flight. Like, they've been on enough, uh, on enough flights. They've been on enough long flights. That's truly the key, where they're going to be okay. They've got the tablets. They can play with one another. They don't have to live on the tablets. I have seen some instances where some parents, like, they have, they have four or five-year-olds, and they're dependent solely on the tablet, and then the tablet's not there for takeoff, and it turns into a problem. That's an issue. Absolutely, yeah. And thank God my kids are not in that spot. The one redeeming thing I've done as a parent, because my wife has done everything else, but I think it's they're not dependent on the tablet. Um, but I, I refuse to openly complain about anybody who has a crying baby because I get it, because I've been there, because the babies are in pain, because... And it shouldn't disqualify you from getting on the plane. It is such a it, it makes it makes my skin crawl and be oh stupid baby, stupid baby. <laughs> the baby can't even doesn't even know when it's pooping. Stupid it baby. can't talk. Now just just out of curiosity, eight years ago mm-hmm. this time, uh-huh. the same scenario is posed. Mm-hmm. How does Ken Levicka respond? So there's no babies in Ken Levicka's life at this point. Uh, fairly similarly, but I would have an exasperated, oh, baby on the flight. Right. But it's not like I'm calling my wife or calling someone and being like, 
You will never believe how unlucky I am. <laughs> I'm taking this flight to Dallas, and there's a damn baby. Not only that, there's a second baby on the flight. Like, I would never do that. I've seen a a, a thing on Twitter. It was a picture of a, kind of a seat, like, where the flight attendants are back yeah. in that little thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was like, it, it was a graphic. It wasn't a real picture. So it was made up, but it was like a prototype of a thing that somebody sits in and pulls the thing over, and it's soundproof. And I was like, you know what? Be very useful. That would be great. Absolutely. Like, okay, man, just go to the back, no problem. And you get in your own little bubble, your own little box for 10, 15 minutes. If you could pull off a baby box on a flight. Now, I don't know if that's the name you want to go with. I love it. Sounds like you're just putting the baby in the in the drop, overhead compartment. She's a crier. Drop yeah, her in the box. Yeah, she's a crier. Just put her in the box for the flight. <laughs> oh, good. Nothing to see here. But with the amount of technology that one has, and by the way, how weird is it when you randomly sit next to the person on a flight, this happens to me occasionally, who has no reading material, who has no headphones, who doesn't watch anything, and simply just sits and stares at the back of their seat for a two-hour flight. <laughs> there is still at least once in FAU season, I will encounter that person what is wrong with that person? Serial How do they killer. do they serial killer? So weird. Serial As certified serial killer, you are exactly right. But do you openly complain about babies on flights? Do you openly complain about babies crying on flights? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Tweeted us at KLV1063. Because I'm going to confront Theo in two weeks when I see him. I'm not going to see him <laughs> next week, but I'm going to confront Theo, and him and I are going to have a conversation about what to be concerned about and not be concerned about on a flight. So here, here's my thing, too. Even if you're not a parent, there's something to be said for understanding that you shouldn't get angry. Empathy. And, I, and not, even, not even empathy. Yes, empathy, 100%. You're, yeah. you're correct. But beyond just that, you also have to understand that when you get angry, it is the most, like, the futility level of that anger is through the roof because there is nothing you can do. Yeah. You can right. try and maybe take it out on that parent or something, but right. it's only going to make the kid worse. Exactly. Like, there is nothing right. that can be done. So you complaining will only make it worse. And you know what I don't want to see on flights or at airports? I don't want to see 23-year-old influencer doing a TikTok dance at the airport. Oh, but I do all tough. the time. I do all the time. Do I complain about it? Internally, maybe. To other people? No. Keep it to myself. I don't want to see 23-year-old influencer with the, with the Instagram filters taking constant photos on the flight in front of me. But you know what? I do it. I, 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 I handle it. So you can handle the baby crying. Okay. I put my blinders on, I put my earbuds in, I watch something on Netflix, the old tablet, and I mean, then I move on with my life. Uh, it was, I, I, I don't really understand the analogy. You could do like a 23-year-old farting next to you and thinking it's funny. Like that would be like, oh, I deal with that. But like the pictures, what's the, what are, look away. Don't look okay. at the... Don't, yeah. And don't just look. like with a baby, put your earbuds in. And you, you, watch something. It's a Use higher, technology. It's, it's 2022. It's a higher level than your AirPods. No, it's not. It, what do you think the... What are you talking about? I've... My, obviously, in that when the baby was crying for two and a half hours, I did have my headphones in. Huh? The entire two and a half hours, I could still hear huh? the baby huh? in my headphones. Okay, but it's lesser. Deal with it. <laughs> I have to listen to you talk two hours every day, and I don't complain. You have about earbuds in. I, <laughs> that's a great point. That is a great point. Uh, Baptist Health Orthopedic Care is a team of skilled orthopedic sports medicine surgeons and specialists that specialize in surgical and non-surgical treatments to get you back to what you love. 
Don't put off seeing a doctor. Visit BaptistHealth.net slash OrthoCare today for more information. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care combines its resources of experienced physicians and leading-edge treatments and technology to provide advanced orthopedic, foot and ankle, joint replacement, spine and sports medicine care. Visit BaptistHealth.net slash OrthoCare for more information today. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care has offices conveniently located in Palm Beach County through the Florida Keys. Learn more by visiting BaptistHealth.net slash OrthoCare. Also, too, if you're traveling, don't want to hear babies? Get your lazy backside up out of bed and take the 6 a.m. flight. How about it? Contribute to society, will you? Jmart with his starting five, contributing to your knowledge of sports cards and where the value is. It is far and away the most informational thing we do all week here on the show. He's Jmart. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. at Land Rover Palm Beach and LandRoverPalmBeach.com. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. All right, degenerates, listen up. In case you're looking ahead, your bright line, fine line, as it stands... The Dolphins are two-and-a-half-point favorites over the Buccaneers in the preseason opener. Get used to that, Bucks fans. That's right. Third in the NFC South. Sorry, Tommy. Tom Brady, by the way, will not play. That is confirmed. Because he's, he's, he's fearful. Because he's 40. Because he's 40. Tom Brady on the injury report. Tom Brady out. Fear. <laughs> you think uh, You think Stephen Ross is going to be hiding behind some bushes? Yeah, he'll be there with a the mustache on. Tom! Tom, come talk to me. I love you. Or a wig. I love you. Tom, you're not or Steve, you're not allowed here. Tom, Tom, tell them, tell them I know you. Ridiculous. Saw a lot of people taking bets on if Mike McDaniel is going to be wearing Yeezys on the sideline. It's sort of his thing now, right? It's kind of his shtick. You think he's going to be a visor guy? No way. No? No, no hat. way. No visor? No, nah, he'll just rock the Ray-Bans. All right. So, two and a half point favorite, the Dolphins. That could fluctuate, obviously, but that's what it's been set at. Against the Bucks, their preseason opener, bright line, fine line, and hey, this weekend. It, by all means, if you like to sit in traffic, you love frustration, you love uh, driving on your brakes, you love brake lights, and it, you love having it take four hours to get from West Palm to Miami, by all means, drive this weekend if you're going down to Miami. But if you actually have brain cells and common sense, may I interest you in the big yellow train, bright line with stations in West Palm, Fort Lauderdale, Miami. Want to go to a Miami Marlins game? Home runner train. Want to go to an Inter-Miami match? Oh, just take it to Fort Lauderdale. Head over on the ride share and enjoy MLS action or museums or parks. Or you're just going down for the day to Miami or Fort Lauderdale. Make it Brightline. Go Brightline.com, the free Brightline app. It is simple. And may I suggest the premium seating. That's the way I travel because I show up to the West Palm Station. I go into the premium lounge and I say, hello, I'd like some Pinot Noir if possible. And they say, here you go, Ken. Ah, why, thank you. And then I get on the train, and the same thing happens. Hey, I'd like some more Pinot if I could. They say, here you go. God, that guy's drunk again. Yeah, this guy, this guy's always asking for Pinot Noir. The drink, the snack, the premium seating. That's the way I ride, but there are several options. Use the Wi-Fi. Kick your feet up more than anything. It is stress-free. It's Brightline. Go Brightline.com. Free Brightline app. Time now for the starting five. Jamart only pays attention to sports through sports cards, but it works for you because he knows where the value is. First, we hear from our lawyer. 
John Martin's advice about sports cards is solely his opinion and does not reflect the views of Good Karma Brands, ESPN West Palm, Ken Lavica, Stone Labanowitz, or any actor or actress in the Marvel Universe. J-Mart is not to be trusted in matters of money, so don't make financial decisions based on his advice. He is also a self-described idiot. All right, starting five, four minutes time. J-Mart's got this locked on. Where are we starting here, J-Mart? We're going to start with a very general thing right now that I think collectors should be thinking about. Because right now, the hottest thing is football. People are all about football. Baseball's in season, so that's pretty hot, too. What people are not thinking about is basketball. Okay. My point right now is, and this is a wide, I know it's an entire sport, but my point is if you're buying singles right now, Everybody's looking at football. Everybody's looking at quarterbacks. Everybody's looking at at Major League Baseball, the guys that are playing now, the Aaron Judges of the world. I'm telling you, look where they're not. Buy basketball right now. All right, buy basketball. Everybody's preoccupied with football. What about number four, Jay Martin? Okay, number four, one of the hottest guys in the sports card industry or market right now in the last uh, week or two has been Trey Turner because – he, he was moved to the Dodgers, Park obviously the very solid player. Mm-hmm. What I'm going to tell you is sell, sell, sell. Trey Turner is a very talented athlete. He's a very good baseball player, and he's on a very, very good team. But the kind of skills that Trey Turner has do not typically lead to hobby hype. Not he is home. not a home run. He's not a Juan Soto, like a home run hitter, a Pete Alonso. These yeah. guys yeah. are, He's not are beloved in the hobby. Exactly. Yeah. And he's a great player. He's getting a little pop right now because he got moved to the Dodgers. Right now is the time to sell. He's going to go down. Sell Trey Turner, number four. It is the starting five. Talking sports cards. Jay Matter has you taken care of every week here. Friday finale on Ken Levick Alive. Let's go to three. I mean, this guy is at the top of the baseball world, and that is Aaron Judge. And I think that Aaron Judge is a great player. His values are really high right now, and he might continue to grow. But if I have Aaron Judge stuff right now, I am moving it. Okay. Because, obviously, Yankees fans are pretty hardcore fans. They, they, they like their guys. They buy their stuff. But they're also pretty fickle. Mm-hmm. If he falls off, those values are going to drop sharply. So right now, why they are up, Take advantage. I wonder what happens to Aaron Judge sports card-wise if he's not a Yankee next year, which is a distinct possibility. J-Mart, number two. Okay, Julio Jones. I know I said to to, nice. to, to not be looking at, at football, and I do think that as a whole that that's the way to go. Stock up on Julio's. So I, it's interesting because Julio Jones, right now, though, his, his values have kind of jumped up a little bit because of the news and, and training camp starting. Yeah. I think if you give it maybe maybe a week or so before the start of the NFL season, you might be able to grab a good discount. Literally right this second, though, Julio Jones, people are buying it for because they, they feel like it's going to be a good investment because he is a guy that's pretty low right now, has one good game, you could flip it for some profit. And then tell me quickly, number one, what's your number one tip? Jamal Hill, young guy, MMA, in okay. the main event this weekend. Number 10 overall, fighting against Tiago Santos, who's number six. Mm. He's a big favorite. So I expect him to, to make a big jump in the rankings after That's this That's a weekend. good starting five from j It's a great starting Buy five. Buy basketball, sell Trey Turner, move Aaron Judge if you can, wait on Julio Jones a couple of weeks, and then Jamal Hill 
in the UFC. Jay Mart, well done, brother. Thanks, pal. Jay Mart will be back next Friday. That'll be the Jeanette Javier Costa Rica pregame show. <laughs> Stone the Banowitz. I'm Ken Levick. Have a great weekend. Bye.